The following show is being broadcasted from an undisclosed location. Two former special operators have combined their badassery and now sharing it with the world. They ain't alive no more. All with a beer and a smile. This is the Savage Actual Podcast. And now your hosts combat vets with 20 plus deployments between the two of them and enough testosterone to operate the power grid of Los Angeles. Savage Actual. Now your hosts, Jason and Patrick. You did 20 years in one day. Yeah. Uh, you, you retired in 2011. How many How many combat deployments did you have had? So we had three. So I once again, I hit, I eventually hit that, that oh, sorry, hit the, my thing. You hit that, uh, that's uh, a certain age and uh you know staff and co and the yeah. unit started pushing me back there and saying go train and then eventually i was like so then i tried to go up to reno after first recon to um uh fourth force right and try to catch a deployment with those guys and and, <laughs> and we were actually it was great you know i and i wouldn't same thing i would have been sitting in a fucking rock or some shit like that right you know just fucking oh they out. sent you they sent you on an i and i billet yeah and uh, oh, wow. which, you, know, you go from fucking, uh, you know, overnight rack to standing in your blues outside of fucking Walmart, you know, scaring crackheads. And I, I wasn't digging it, you know, but I was like, I was kind of looking at the end, end result. I was like, well, these guys are going to deploy and I, I want to be there and you go with fourth force. And there were some pretty good dudes in there. And um, and then they all of a sudden they're like, hey, well, things have changed. We got pushed back. Uh, and we're leaving Reno and we're going to Alameda, which is Oakland. Today's episode is sponsored by GPM Kit. GPM Kit makes the combat applications belt. It's the first belt designed and patented by special operations personnel. Designed to be the lightest, strongest belt on the market. The combat applications belt is a unique buckle-free belt made as tough as the people who wear it. Go to gpmkit.com for more information on their incredible belt line. And I'm like, yeah. this, mother- this motherfucker, I'm not going to Oakland, dude. Uh, so I was like, I, I, so I pulled a, I kind of, you know, I guess rank has his privileges type of thing. I, you know, call the monitor and like, look, motherfucker, I knew the guy, right? I was like, get me the fuck out of here. You know, I, I'm not going to Oakland. I don't want to be in California anymore, especially Northern California. And I'm tired of staying outside collecting toys for the most corrupt thing in the world, by the way. And then I'll throw it out there. Sorry, toys for tots. I'd love to support the shit out of you. But you need to you need a little internal because I saw so much corruption and not from the Marines, from the volunteers and shit like that. It was fucking bad. Really? Dude. Oh, fuck, dude. It was so bad, dude. I mean, it was, you know, not only that, I'm sitting there besides everybody stealing from the Toys with Todd's thing, filling their cars, cars, head to toe. I don't say cars, SUVs and fucking real expensive. But yet I'd be walking a lady through the, you know, the Toys for Tots fucking warehouse to pick up her two bags of stuff. And then I would put it in an $80,000 fucking, you know, Escalade. And I'm like, wait, what? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, what the fuck's going on here? Anyway, super. So I was like, get me the fuck out of here. And, and uh, they're like, well, we got Yuma. You want to be a free fall instructor? And I'm like, Absolutely. Let's go. You know, so um, I go, I'll just go jump out of airplanes for a couple of years and then go back and, you know, maybe hit an MSOB or something like that. You know, go to the, you know, because that was something to kick up and all really, really well. Right, right. So I went down to Yuma, man, and um, fuck yeah, dude. Uh, MFFI 572, here I am. Um, <laughs> and uh, I actually, 
You know what, man? I think I saw the, the light at the end of the tunnel down there, and it was one of the obviously the best duty station in the world. You wake up in the fucking morning. Yeah, you had to wake up at 3 a.m. to go jump out of airplanes, but you're jumping out of airplanes for a living, you know? And you're not doing anything hard because I always tell people jumping out of airplanes is the easiest fucking thing in the world, you know? It's what you do afterwards is what is the hard part, you know? And um, so I really enjoyed it, but I also got soft. I ain't gonna lie. I got soft, man, you know? It's like <laughs> working with that army, you know? Hair got long. All the you know, all the sergeant majors are on first name basis, and then they're like, "Hey, man, you got." Uh, I was at my twenty year mark, right at my twenty year mark, like almost, like you know, a quarter of a, have a year up to it, and they're like, "Hey, you guys, uh, what is the second Imsob? You're going to Lejeune, you're going to go right to Afghanistan, you're going to leave your wife here because you're going for a year." And I'm like, "Oh, yeah." I just kind of had a little sigh, and I'm like, "Yeah, you know what, man? I've done my time. I'm out." So. I just extended and, and I bailed, man. And maybe the pussy way out. I don't know. But I also know in my brain, man, that I, I was, you know, I, I think I contributed to the core as much as I yeah, could. 100%. I, I was 100%. not a thank you, man. Yeah. I, you know, and I once like, I always tell people, man, they're like, oh, you're here. You did. I'm like, I'm not a fucking here at all, man. In fact, I'm, I I thank the Marine Corps for keeping me in, man. I was like, you know, I, like, I shouldn't have been stayed in. It was, they, they let me in when I should not have been in many times, especially in my younger days, man. And, um, and everything I go and I think I hope I gave him back by training who I needed to train because it seemed like that was my my fucking you know task in life there but now it's time to move on to the civilian world and see what I can fucking fuck up here you know and <laughs> and, and there's been some chapters man there's been some crazy chapters in this uh, civilian life that I've, I've been so what was the so you you retired and you you fucking wake up that first day and pour yourself a cup of coffee and you look around like what, what was, what, what did you think was going to be on the horizon? Like, what was your, did you have any jobs lined up or what, what were you yeah. planning on doing? So I was like, I was going to be a professional fucking like surfer or some shit. Right. I was just going to fucking chill, um, not do shit, but that lasted like 20 minutes. Um, and then I was like, you know what? I'm going to go teach. I go, what am I good at? I'm good at teaching. I'm going to go overseas and, and, um, and teach fucking Arabs how to jump out of airplanes. So I did. I mean, I went over and contracted, and uh, and Doha and fucking Saudi and these fucking uh, anyway, I'll keep that. As a, and, oh, you were teaching the, uh, military free fall to yeah. The, I was teaching the, teaching the these air. fucking yeah these guys how to jump out airplanes. And I wasn't teaching them right. I, I I made a point. Okay, to I was gonna say right. you please tell us some stories with that because these you know we all know how these guys just fucking train and they were the most lackadaisical motherfuckers. They're I can't worse. imagine. Teach it, no. and I I've taught and I've taught like combat medicine stuff in like Doha, yeah. Qatar, and these dudes were just the most disinterested bunch of fucking. I'm I'm glad you said that. Operators, yeah. 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 First off, I'm like, why? Why are ugh. any of you guys? First off, you can't even put a fucking rig on you. No one's over five foot two there. I swear to God, everybody's tiny, right? And I'm like, so they had to adjust all the rocks, and the rocks were like, you know, we're trying to teach these guys like no shit, a like real free fall shit, you know? Because I mean, I went. Um, well, I'll, I'll jump into that in a second. But so um, none of these guys want to be. This was a badge, you know. what I'm saying this is to make the prince happy yep. and all this stuff. And I never forget. I knew this at one point. You know, I had you know, it's just like any free fall school. You got two students attached to you, right? And I had fucking Omar and some other guy. I give him names, man. I had like fucking Desert Eagle, and I had like uh, the Desert Firefly or some shit, right? And uh, and so one day we're getting ready to do combat. It's combat combat equipment time, and I look over. And I'm like, "Where's fucking Desert Eagle? All right, where's where's fucking Omar or whatever?" And then, and I look down, and some guy sitting there next to his gear. I'm like, "And who the fuck are you?" And he goes, well, see, now let me back this up. If you were in 
If you are, uh, this is Qatar, I remember this one, not Saudi, but this is Qatar. If you are a national, and you grew up as a fucking Qatarian, I don't know if that's a word you say, whatever, yep. right? Qatari. Uh, Qatari, right? You are royalty, right? You join the military, you're fucking royalty. Uh, if you're, an, if you're a, uh, an immigrant, you can only get to like PFC. And you can be in 20 years, you can only, but, but these guys would have assistance. So it's combat equipment time. And next thing you know, fucking Desert Eagle's not here. And I'm like, who are you? He goes, oh, I'm, uh, I'm a, basically a servant. I am going to jump for him today. I'm like, the fuck you are? What the fuck? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> and he was, this dude was getting ready to strap on combat equipment, never jumped out of a plane in his life and jump out. I'm like, I have I'm to say, I think I would be like, okay, you know, I'd make this fucking dude put on his shit. Yeah. Get, I wouldn't let him jump. Get in the fucking plane. I'd have my hand on him, like, open up the door just to see the look on this fucking dude's face when he thinks he's going to have to go out of this aircraft and he's never done it before. That oh, shit would be hilarious. I would love, if they would let me, I would have done it, man. You know, and I'm the, the other side's like, fuck, I'm the guy has got to save this guy's life. But at that point, I'm like, oh. you know what? We're not here. I'm here for a paycheck. You guys don't give a fuck. So, like, we would jump with these guys. Finally, we kicked that dude out or whatever. Uh, he came back eventually, but they want a new instructor because I was too mean. But um, and so, uh, but we would just jump out. And these guys would be fucking head over heels. And I'm just sitting there flying Whoa. next to them. I get down on the ground. I pull their fucking ripcord, get on the ground. I'm like, dude, you know what? That was pretty good. I look. We're gonna go ahead and advance you to the next stage, and uh, I mean, I would. I didn't give a fuck, dude. And so I did that for like six months, man. And eventually, I was like, oh, "Holy shit!" Yeah, I was like, "I'm retired. I should be with my family. I got a kid you now, and all that stuff." So I went back and I took a I took a job at uh, the Marine Corps Free Fall School down in uh, Coolidge, Arizona, and uh, I did that like six months, man. I couldn't really find my spot, man. Um, you know, now you're a civilian. And it's like all you find yourself doing is just telling old war stories with everybody and all this shit. And you're a, you're a right. fucking now you're a fag, a former action guy, you know. And I'm just like, Ugh. and I, I just didn't like the, the, right now at that point they were fucking uh, underneath the um, you know the, the complete parachute solutions umbrella, and which is a good umbrella, but at the time they had you know a bunch of civilians um, that I didn't like, you know. So I I have, I have a problem with authority. Um, hence why I'm always self-employed now, right? Um, I don't like work for anybody. I worked for the man for 20 years. I'm done with that. So I quit after that. I did, you know, I did that. It had fun down there. It was cool. Those guys are good guys. And, you know, we taught some Marines how to fall out of airplanes and shit like that and taught them right. And then I get the offer to go down to, um, and work the CAG courses, right? CAG and the dev group courses. Um, now that was badass. Okay. I enjoyed that, um, down in a, in Southern Arizona and everything when they were down there. And, uh, cause you're yep. getting, you're getting, Real fucking operators. And I never forget. I never fucking forget, man. Small world, small circle, whatever. I'm in there. I'm, I'm Mr. Fucking, you know, civilian, but whatever. Everybody likes me. I, I make all the funny videos. Like, I'm that guy, right? You know? And I'm sitting there on the plane, and I look over, and uh, I'm like, wait, is that fucking Baptista? And I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. And I, I go, and, I, and it was, because I wouldn't, I didn't, I came in a little bit late in that class. I didn't see the students, right? And this is like jump fucking five or something and i, I go in a plane to the in the cost and i'm like baptista now baptista patrick if you remember um uh, was one in lily's class right was he in your class yes um yeah. recondo i did i i did if1 so generation kill platoon and then i did if2 fallujah with with him yeah and that's where him and i parted ways yeah and now he's a uh, he's in he's a fucking delta force this fucking killer right and i'm like and he's going through ot or i don't know what they call it now it was like otc right yeah you know, yeah, and yeah. I, I'm like, and I go up to him like, 
Baptista, he's like, holy shit. He goes, what are you doing? We had not seen each other in years. I'm like, what are you fucking doing here? And he tells me crossover and all this. I'm like, oh my God, dude. I'm like, this is a stone cold killer right here in this fucking airplane. But then I look around, I'm like, I probably got fucking like 20 stone cold killers in this airplane. So anyway, it was nice. Cause like, you know, that schoolhouse was great. Cause you know, your graduation jump, you're doing a fucking 50 man hey ho over the Grand Canyon at middle of the night, you know. It just, just to, and then when you land, the sun's coming up, so you actually get to see the. I mean, they these guys spared no expenses, you know. Oh hey, today we're jumping out of a seven fucking thirty seven. Oh okay, I never did one of those before, you know. So they always had some really rad shit, man. And uh, I That's same cool. with the dev group guys. So that I enjoyed doing that. But um, about 2013, 2014, man, I body just started fucking hurting. Here we go, my pussy fucking story, right? I'm fucking violin in it, but uh, <coughs> you know, I had about three thousand, over three thousand jumps, and uh, it just started fucking, it just started hurting more and more. And I was on a night twenty five thousand foot night hey ho combat equipment jump. And I was just, it was January, it was freezing, it's like, you know, minus 30 degrees. I land and I'm like frostbitten. And I just went to Star Major, he was running the show. Good guy, too, man. And I was just like, man, dude, uh, this is it. I'm, I'm bailing, man. I go, I'm, I'll finish the course, obviously. I go, but I, I'm just take my name off the contract list. I got to go figure something else out, right? You know, I, I just can't keep doing this. And what it was is I know a lot of guys that would hang on to the only thing they know. You know what I'm saying? I know I know how to say me, jumping out of airplanes. I know how to do it well. I know how to teach. And now I'm 55 or 60 years old and I'm all broke and I can't fucking do it anymore. And I, now I'm the gray beard guy that people make fun of, you know? And I didn't want to be that. So yeah, I, yeah. I, wanted, I wanted to get out of that scenario uh, why I was still uh, looked on as a good instructor. You know what I'm saying? And then also figure out what the fuck I'm going to do the rest of my life. I'll, I'll never retire. All right. I think a lot of us are, you know, are, the idea of just living on a beach in fucking Belize or some shit sounds great. Um, I would fucking probably suck start a nine mil after that. Cause I don't know what else to do with my life. You know what I'm saying? I got to be busy. I need chaos around me, but I organize chaos. You know, I like it that way. And, um, and I'm just built that way. And I fucking blame the Marine Corps that, cause that's how I, I, I thrived for 20 years and it's basically how I thrive now, and I like it. You know, my wife's just like, "When the fuck are you going to settle down?" I'm like, "Oh, I'll settle down, man, but I'll be like six feet underground." You know, you guys can go hang out, big booty goth chicks, and hang out in my grave and take pictures. I don't give a fuck. You know, it's like, <laughs> so um, you know. But uh, until then, I'm going to work. I'm going to have fun, and uh, but I just had to find a, a a solution that is less taxing on my body because you know how it is, man. You're 51, right, or whatever, and uh, yep. and and Lily, you're in your 40s, so. You know, you're still a specimen right now, but it'll, it'll fall apart. I promise. Oh no, it's, it's dude, my lower back. He's, I think he's my got more aches and pains than I do. Yeah, <laughs> my, my lower back is fucked, brother. So yeah, yeah, man. But uh, so, yeah, okay. You, I know you were always in photography, dude. You were doing it back in the pre-BRC days. Yeah, you did it a lot throughout your career. How did you get into straight eight photography, man? Yeah, so um, you know, BRC, I just would fuck around and grab a camera. And uh, this one makes some cool videos because I thought we're doing the coolest shit down here. And we have probably the coolest motherfuckers. Even the students, you know, we didn't know that I mean, one of these guys are going to be fucking just, they're going to be fucking, you know, Sergeant Major of the Marine Corps one day. Let's get some dirt on them. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, so so we always were filming down there having fun. And, and I think it was toward the end because you guys would, you know, these students would bust their ass for 12 weeks down there fucking just to get destroyed. And then you throw a party where you have a couple beers and that's it. And I'm like, no, no, no. I want you guys to see some some videos of you guys doing this shit. Something to remember when you're an old guy like me. So that was why I started getting into that. But then I went down to free fall school 
I was jumping the line. I was working mainline guys and all that shit. And eventually you get rotated to what's called the video department, right? The video debt. And, and when I was there, so when they, they, at first it used to be where they sent shit bags, right? They want to be on the line. And then they started like, well, we had a couple of good guys in there making some cool videos. And then they saw one of my BRC videos or something, or maybe it was first recon video. That's what it was, man. And, uh, they're like, Oh fuck, swore. You're going to the video department. I'm like, all right, what does that mean? What do I got to do? Well, here's a giant camera. You're going to stick on your helmet. Here's a bite switch. Oh. Put that in your mouth. Take pictures on this side. You're gonna have a giant other fucking camera that's gonna take fucking photos. I'm like, I got 15 pounds of camera in my head. I'm like, I'm like, what am I taking pictures of? Just students? And like, yeah. And that was my training session. I'm like, oh, all right, well, okay. So I just started jumping out, you know, with other instructors, and and then I was catching all the funny shit. The guys out there rolling up the windows and fucking freaking out, and, you know. And I, 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 one thing I, I, I will. Pat myself on the back where um, I could I could fly really well, right? I had the big long fucking giant arms. I could I could maneuver very very well, and uh, I knew how to get in people's faces in the camera. And I knew that you know jumping an airplane is not a natural thing. Everybody gets scared. I don't give a fuck who you. Are. I mean, I my first free fall, I saw Jesus just shaking his head at me. And I'm like, oh fuck, this is not good, you know. So <laughs> if I can get up here and have some fun with guys and break some tension midair, I go let's do that. And then so I would do that, and I start making these fun ass videos, and they become legendary to the point where. They can't even show them now. Um, they're so fucking bad. They're like they're the shit we did, man. You know, fucking butt naked jumping. You know, fucking uh, <laughs> dude to jump out. That's where I got the Desert Firefly. You ever heard of Desert Firefly? Yeah, it's where uh, actually it was a Marine uh, Recon guy, man. Uh, I won't say his name, Brian Boger, um, but uh, he would jump out. He would stick a he would stick a chem light in his ass and jump out of airplanes and shit like that as the uh, Desert Firefly. So you know we were doing shit like that and it was fun. But uh, so I realized that I like this camera shit. It's fun. So maybe I can make a living out of this. And uh, so I started up uh, Straight A Photography and it was basically a gun photography studio. You know, I, did, I don't know shit. I just went to the school of YouTube and uh, I studied for six months. And I like, I want to make sure, I want to know how to do this Call of Duty look, right? You see the Call of Duty uh, covers of these yeah. uh, video games. I want to I know how to do that because I think I can make money doing that. And so I studied and I, I learned how to do that. And I actually made, I, I was pretty good at it, right? So, um, Next thing you know, I fucking shot over like 300 magazine covers, like national magazine covers, recoil magazine, wow. ballistics. I mean, yeah, I was shooting everybody. I was doing all that stuff. I, I worked for Glock. I worked for fucking SIG. I worked for all these. I was doing ads because my ads were very dynamic. My photos were very dynamic. Um, fuck, I was Steven Seagal's personal photographer. Don't get me started on that shit. Um, that was... <laughs> Fuck that guy, man! Wow, well, we're gonna go. Uh, part, I'm gonna go into part two just about Seagal. Yeah, uh, I think that would be hilarious. Holy shit! I, give, us, give, us, give us five minutes of Seagal, bro, because I hate well, that motherfucker. Okay, dude. perfect example. Well, he lives man. in fucking. He lives in Russia now. I I literally just texted him a few days ago. So yes, he's in Russia right now. So um, so he. He saw my photography, and uh, I had a meeting with him. He wanted me. He lived in Phoenix. I'll make this short. He had a meeting, so he goes, "You need to." Uh, I get this message from uh, some some guy. He goes, "You need to come to Steven Seagal's house up in Cave Creek." I'm like, "Oh fuck, Steven Seagal." Okay, you know. So I went up there. I go into this house. It's a fucking mansion, right? And I get put in this room. It's like a little round room, and it's a big chair in the middle, and it's just all these guitars. He's a he's a musician. Now in his house is filled with Russians, okay? I mean, hot Russians, man. 20-year-old girls just fucking everywhere. You're just like, holy shit, what the fuck's going on? But it's mass chaos. So they're like, uh, please sit down in here. So I go down, I sit on the chair, just hang out. Um, anyway, about 20 minutes later, I see a commotion, and all of a sudden, here comes Seagal. Like, he's fucking floating on air, right? And he has an entourage all around him, and I'm like, oh, shit. So I stand up. I'm like, hey, Steven, how you doing? I'm Jason. He comes in, and I sit back down, and he looks at me. He's like, 
Mm, um, okay. And then he sits in this small chair behind me. I guess I was in his throne. Okay. So I'm sitting <laughs> in his throne, but already establishing dominance, right? It's what we do. Fucking recon guys. Right. And, uh, and so we talk and I never forget this one girl coming out, Russian girl right in the middle of this big conversation. There's like, and there's all these little minions around him. Like he's fucking, you know, Vladimir Putin or some shit. Right. And, uh, and all of a sudden this fucking Russian girl comes in and she's like, excuse me, Mr. God. And she gets, he goes, and he goes, and then all of a sudden, she just like drifts out of the scene. Out of nowhere, dude. She just, she shuts up and is just like, I don't even think she moved her legs. I don't know how, but she all of a sudden, she's out of the room. I'm like, what kind of fucking witchcraft is this? This is amazing, dude. So, I don't know. We hit it off. I won't say hit it off. I, he liked me for some reason. And so, okay. I started I started doing, he wanted all these fucking composite photography. Now, composite photography is when I take a photo of you. On a background, basically, I cut you out and I put you in a scene, right? And it's like like you're doing Call of Duty covers and you know video game covers. And he wanted me to do that of him. Of his, he goes, I have a special operations group. It's called SOG. And I'm like, uh, Seagal operations group. And he's like, Yes. And I'm like, Okay. And he goes, In every one of my photos, Jason, I want you to put. We do bad things to bad people, but trademark it because I, I said that first. I'm like, no, you didn't, motherfucker. I, was like, I go, and I tell him, I'm like, Steve, I go, I've heard that for a long, long time, way before you thought, but he was in this world. He would call yeah. me at 3 a.m. and it'd be like, you know, <laughs> cell phone ring. I'm like, oh shit, I wake up and I say, this, you know, Steven Seagal. And he goes, Jason, he talked just like he did in the movies. Steven Seagal. I'm like, no shit, I see it on my phone, dude. What? You know, he goes, <laughs> I was thinking, I was thinking about uh, our next photo shoot, you know, when I was in Afghanistan, I'm like, you weren't in Afghanistan. Jesus Christ. You know, I was like, but he was, he was living his own fucking movies, bro. Literally living his own movies. Um, when he came down to shoot, I tell you, okay, I tell you real quick and I I won't make this any longer. Um, we were doing a photo shoot and he bring all these guns. He has these like, $20,000 $20,000 1911s. Beautiful and great, right? He, you know, all this stuff. So we, before anybody shoots with me, they, I lay out all the guns, I clear them, you do all the, you know, the stuff, right? Yeah. So I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm shooting them, I'm fucking shooting photos and he kept going, you know, make sure you stretch me. You got to stretch me because he's fat, right? And I'm just like, all right, man, well, I, I'll try to stretch you. You're already 6'5". I don't know how I'm going to stretch him anyway. And then, um, so I'm sitting there and he's just doing one of these, I'm trying to, I can't really grab my mic, but he's, he's he does all these kind of weird things with his pistol, right? And I'm sitting there. And I'm looking at this pistol. I kind of get a side angle. I'm taking pictures. That's about 10 minutes. I'm like, I don't recognize this pistol. So I'm like, hey, uh, time out real quick. Uh, let's just, and I have an assistant. Yeah. I'm like, Fred, man, come over here. I go, hey, Fred, can you go check that pistol real quick? You know, I didn't want to embarrass oh, him. God. And he goes, hey, we're going to switch up pistols. I'll take this one. So he grabs it. This motherfucking 1911 he had in his pocket or his, you know, side. Hot. Hot as hell, dude. Uh. And I'm like, and he's aiming at my face from five feet away for the last 20, five, 10 minutes. I'm like, Oh, and so I go, I go, I, I call him out. I'm like, Steven, I go, dude, this is a live round. I go, you can't do this. And he goes, oh, so bad. And, you know, he's apologizing. He takes the magazine out, right? Um, he racks the slide back, round flies out. He's like, I apologize. He puts the mag back in. He launches the slide forward and he goes, all right, let's roll camera. And he puts it back up. I'm like, oh. Bro, you just like, at that point, I'm like, we're going to take a lunch. And uh, I'm like, holy shit. So, oh, yeah, dude. It was like, I, I'm like, motherfucker, Steven Seagal is going to kill me in my own studio. This is crazy, dude. Holy <laughs> so, shit. Yeah, it was nuts, man. But um, I, did, you know. Did he, did, he, did he talk in third person? All the time. All the time, man. Yeah. <laughs> and he had an assistant. This is the saddest part. His assistant, um, I'm not going to say his name because he, he's embarrassed. He was a former gunny in the Marines, right? And this is his bitch boy. Like, Steven couldn't get his battle belt on, okay? Steven had a little gut. I don't know if you saw that. So, he'd be like, yeah. uh, 
He'd be like, uh, I want to say the guy's name. Start with an R. Hey, come over here and uh, get my and put my battle belt on. So this guy had to like hands and you know he's on his knees in front of Steven's dick, right? And he's trying to push up his gut to put his battle. And I'm looking and I'm like, Ugh. I'm like, dude, you're a fucking marine. You need to get you need to stop this right now, right? And he basically quit. He couldn't take it anymore, man. But I, probably because I gave him so much shit. I'm like, wow. I'm like, what else <laughs> you do to that fucking guy? You know? It's like. I was like, no, no, I'm, I'm not going to ask another man to put my fucking belt on for me, you know? So uh, if I can't fit uh, in this fucking, yeah. So it was one of those things, man. But, uh, you know, I, I, I keep in contact because the guy is on another level. He, he, he wrote me about a year ago and he's like, Jason, you know, I'm permanently living in Russia because that's the only piece of people like him, right? No one likes him in the U.S. anymore, right? Yeah. He's and, persona he goes, non grata now. Right. Yeah, and he's just like, hey, I just want to let you know, uh, you know that photo you took, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, yeah. He goes, it's, uh, there was a 16 by 20 of it or something like that in Putin's office. Your fo- your work is in Putin's office. I'm like, I don't know how to feel about that. I go, I don't know. I'm not, you think I'd be happy? I'm, like, I'm not very happy about that right now. I'm like, yeah. So, anyways, I guess Putin's got one of my pictures in his fucking office right now. But anyway, we'll see. Oh, so. my God. <laughs> it's crazy, dude. What a so, life. So, man. what caused the transition from that to, to what you're doing now? This podcast episode is sponsored by Iron Fire Brewing. Iron Fire Brewing is a Southern California favorite, creating craft beers from the finest ingredients. Iron Fire Brewing creates unique beers with classic tiki drink-inspired flavors, amazing lagers, and more. Iron Fire Brewing can be shipped directly to your home by going to craftshack.com and search for Iron Fire Brewing. Well, um... So I did a magazine for a while because um, I was working for all these magazines, and then eventually I was like, you know what? I, you know, I, I, like I said, I don't like working for people. I have a problem with authority, and so I, uh, I was like, let me start my own magazine. How hard could it be? Right? Um, I've watched enough mistakes <laughs> being made, so I started Skillset Magazine, and um, it came pretty successful, man. It was we went from self-publishing at. 30,000 copies nationwide to uh, a couple years later, I got picked up by one of the largest publishers in America, magazine publishers. And, um, and then we went to 140,000 copies nationwide, man. And it was just, wow. you never seen skill set. It was just a fucking pro America. I mean, everything probably most of the world hates these days. Right. But, um, it was just fun shit, man. Being, being a, a fucking, you know, a man and being a fucking American, and then celebrating all the, the new, you know, but the skill sets people had, right? You know, we'd interview all types of shit from movie stars that are just like that would not own the bad side, like, the, you know, the, the boss routines and the, you know, the guys that would actually actually go there and shoot and do stuff and loved America and all that stuff to, to, to welders, you know, guys who just do rad fabrication and all that stuff. We have really cool stories. And hell, I did five years of that uh, as well. And, uh, but then ultimately, um, it goes back to, I don't want to work for anybody. And I made the huge mistake of selling out to corporate and, um, getting lied to as you know, they, they do. And, and then, uh, and it just, I didn't feel like it was going anywhere. I felt like they bought me cause another re- another company wanted to buy us. And so they bought us beforehand, the Shelvis kind of thing, you know, and we had momentum, but it just kind of died and fizzled. And, um, and then I just got frustrated, man. I hit the, I hit about 50 years old almost. And I'm like, Okay, well, my hourglass is about empty. I go, you know, being doing what we did in the past, I go, I'm not going to live to 80. I'm not going to have, so I got about 20 years left in my life if I'm lucky. Um, what am I, what, I'm going to go back to my childhood, man. I was a monster kid. I love fucking horror movies. I love horror. As a kid, I wanted to open a horror shop. You just broke. You had no money you don't, and no, you know, no idea what, how to run a business. And, but now I do. And now I have everything. I have money. I have fucking. I have all this stuff, and I have a desire to fucking hang out and do what I want to do till I die. 
So I opened up TerraTrader. This is the, the my business here, and it's a um, it's a six thousand foot, uh, the only year round horror marketplace here in uh, Arizona, and it's a year round fucking horror store, man. And it's I, insane. I was gonna ask you how 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 common are other stores like that? How I mean, are there is there a whole None. lot of that any place else in the U.S. California's got some stuff like this, but no one's got our model right now. And our model, I didn't invent. It's a, it's like an antique store model, right? So this is yeah. like, uh, you know, people rent out. I have seventy vendors that rent out booths in my store. Instead of selling grandma's ashes or dishes, we sell grandma's ashes, right? So, so some creepy shit. So every one of our vendors are just creepy, awesome people. They're artists. They're <laughs> collectors. Um, I mean. Dude, in this world, is you think the Marine Corps is fucked up? You have no idea. The shit that I've seen here, I've sold a couple of human bodies already. I'm telling you right now. I am not going to lie, right? I had, best story, I won't make this too long. I had, uh, at the counter every day, there's someone new. So I, here comes this couple, right? And once again, this is a rad horse shop, man. There's monsters everywhere. It's themed out. It all looks like this. Yeah, the lighting's all creep show lighting. Fun stuff, right? Um, I had this couple come in, and they had... Um, uh, a couple behind him, a lesbian couple behind him, and the two uh, husband and wife. And they come in, like, do you guys buy shit? And they had a box. I'm like, of course I buy it. It's Terror Trader. It fucking says it in the name, you know? Uh, I'm nicer than that, believe it or not. But, uh, and they, and so they put this box up, and I take out this urn. I'm like, oh, it's an urn. Yeah, I buy urns, right? People like uh, funeral shit. And I open it up, I'm like, oh, fuck, there's someone in this. So I put it back. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> who who is this? And they're like it's our aunt Sharon, and and then it, we didn't like her. And then the uh, the couple behind them were like, yeah, we were gonna throw in a dumpster, but we figured you buy it. I'm like, Jesus, Christ. okay, hold up a second. I go, all right, look, I don't know the legalities of me buying Aunt Sharon here, but I will buy your vase. If Aunt Sharon's in it, I'm gonna buy, it, but I'm only gonna buy it for fifty bucks. And they're like, take it. So I buy fifty bucks. They grab the fifty bucks. They go buy a pair of booty shorts that says like a uh, gore whore on the back of it, right? And they go up and they spend that 50 bucks on a pair of booty shorts. And I look at my manager. My manager, now he's not military, but he loves listening to stories, right? And he's, you know, he's an American. He's a good guy, man. He's from Salem, Massachusetts. And he's just like, like, like a ghost. He's like, Holy, and they left, and he's like, that's the psycho life. You try to make an impact in your life, and then you get your body gets sold to a fucking whore shop for a pair of booty shorts? Are you fucking kidding me? I'm like, dude, yeah, get ready, baby. This is how it is, man. But that's that's a day that's a day in my life here at this store, man. It is insane. That's it's fun. awesome. <laughs> it's so crazy, man. That is so, awesome. But it's, it's cool because um, I'm doing what I love, man. I got a crazy collection of stuff. I've collected human skulls and bones and, and cursed objects and, and Ouija boards. So now I go into what I, I feel like, you know, I channel my inner PT Barnum, okay? Um, I love being a showman. I love being the guy that talks. Obviously, I probably, I've, I've, I've filled... 90% of this fucking podcast with my mouth, right? So, uh, you're, you're the guest. This, this, is about, this is about you, man. It's all good. All right, yeah. you guys are, are you guys still awake? I can't even tell you my glasses on. All right. Um, but, uh, so, um, I'm here. I'm that guy. I'm that old guy in the shop that fucking, you know, the kids come in and like, what is that? Is that a real skull? I'm like, let me fucking tell you about this skull, kid. Let me tell you, this thing is, you know, and I, I just go <laughs> off and I scare these kids to death. And they're just, but you know what? They're always going to remember that weird horse shop, man. I love that thing, you know? And people come into this place and spend hours and hours and, and all that stuff. And I'm that guy just back there, you know, I got the only dead Smurf corpse in the whole world, you know, come see the death, you know, shit like that. And uh, I really do have a, a Smurf corpse, um, believe it or not. And you'd be shocked on the amount of people that go in and see this Smurf corpse. Obviously, it's a sideshow gag, right? Um, that think it's real. I've been chewed out before. Some lady came out after they looked at this Smurf corpse, right? It's pretty rad, by the way. I'll take a picture. I'll send it to you guys. And they come yeah, out. Yeah, and this yeah, lady's yeah. like, she's like, 
listen, uh, it's a, it's pretty disrespectful. A Smurf course should be in a fucking museum, not some horse shop. And walks out. I'm like, holy shit, she thinks it's real. I go, this is crazy. You know, most people come in, they're stoned out of their mind. They'll, they'll, they'll tear up because I never thought I'd see a Smurf my whole life. And I'm like, we're doomed. Oh, fuck, we're doomed. Okay. Oh, we're doomed. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah, fucking yeah. doomed, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the American public is just yeah. getting dumber every oh, yeah. day. I love it. I eat it up, though. I'm just like, oh, yeah. I go, I go. this is the only place. I go, you don't understand what I had to go. You, you think, how, you know how hard it was to get this to customs out of France? And people were like, really? I'm like, oh, yeah. It's, it was fucking nightmare, man. I go, Smithsonian's asking for it. I'm not giving it up. I'm, you know, oh, fuck, I'll feed into it. If they want to, you know, it's fun, man. So That's awesome. Yeah, so we have a good time here, man. It's um, it's a I don't ship. That's another thing because I get we have so much merch and people like hit me up from all over the country and actually out of the country. Hey, can you can you use some of this? I'm like, absolutely not. Get off your fucking ass. Come here. This is a this is a where, this is a, a where exactly are you guys located? We're in a place called Chandler, Arizona. It's literally 15 minutes outside of Phoenix. So I mean, outside, even 15 minutes outside the airport. So you you fly into the airport in Phoenix. 15 minutes, you're at our shop, and uh, it's pretty rad, man. It's it's fun. You, it's the vibes are cool here, and and I figure I kind of found my my calling for the rest of my life here, right? I'm I'm not I'm that weird horse shop owner that likes to entertain people and uh, and have a good time, man. And you know, and, and then when kids come in here, like I said, they're scared to death, and they're just like eyes are wide open, but they're always going to have stories even here, man. You know, there's paranormal activity. There's shit flying off the shelves here. There's all types of stuff. So we have people passing out in this on my Audi's room. I mean, it's it's nuts, man. It's it's just a it's a blast, you know. So uh, I feed into it and I have a good time. And 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 I kind of found my spot, man. I, I think I found my my next little place in life, you know, from this chapter I'm going to write and see what it takes me, man. You know. <laughs> so what are some of the what are some of the big events? I know Jason was telling me that you have. Uh... You yeah. have a, a bunch of events that you have going on. So what are some of the things that you do on a, on a regular basis or like year round? Sure. So we have our, our, our big uh, you know annual, we have two big annual events. We have one called the Gathering of the Ghouls, man, which we ran out a, um, a 30,000 square foot convention center. And um, and it's like, you know, 105 vendors and every one of these vendors are creepy and just rad, man. They just have some of the coolest, you know, stuff. Um I'm very well. I build a lot of photo sets and stuff like that. So I want people, when you come to our store, you come to our convention, your phone's going to get filled with just, I put you in movie scenes. I put you in all that type. There's monsters running around. I bring in horror celebrities. So you get to meet some of these old 80s, you know, 90s uh, horror celebrities and get to fucking hang out with them and all that stuff. It's super cool, man. And it's uh, we do that one, uh, Gathering the Ghouls in the summer, kind of kick off the, uh, the spooky season, you know, and then... Um, Winter, man, we do a winter one. Why not, man? Christmas is overrated, so let's uh, let's make it hor- horrific. Uh, if you want to ask me, so um, we run a what's called a, a Christmas to dismember, and it's another thirty thousand square foot. Uh, <laughs> convention two-day convention and uh and it's just nuts where you have live action six foot five Krampuses running around eating children and you know all types of good shit man people line up for fucking days to get their picture with Krampus fuck no one goes to Santa Claus anymore man they all want pictures with this evil Krampus that I have on this big 20-foot phone and it's a it's a blast man so um I I need to get out there I need to I need to get out there like I'm literally probably Less than four hours from you. Like, Get out I, here, man! <laughs> I, I need Come to do on. that. I need. To, <clears throat> what? When is your Christmas one? Uh, December second and third. So it's coming up, man. First weekend of December. Uh, you know, it's right. right before the, uh, you know, the well, right at the big shopping season for everybody. You know, everything's Halloween's our big day, our big month here. It's it is big. Don't get me wrong. You know, we're right in the middle of it. We've been open thirty one days straight, um, but. Christmas. That's where everybody wants to buy gifts for their creepy friends and all this stuff. So uh, we get crazy here and all that stuff. But uh, yeah, it's a blast, man. We have a good time. We do 
podcasts. We do everything, man. YouTube channels and shit like that. So pretty fun stuff, man. <laughs> That's fucking yeah. epic. So I definitely need, to get, need to get out there for that. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. For our listeners out there, who are some of the guests that you've had, man, that have been in like the 80s greats, man? Oh, okay. We've had Felissa Rose with Sleepaway Camp. We've had, actually, you want to go 90s. People love scary movie, right? Everybody loves that movie, which is a spoof on all the horror movies. And everybody remembers the uh, What's Up, Ghostface, you know, that guy, right? The time he's smoking a big joint or drinking a 40. He's going to be our next event. Uh, Dave Sheridan, he was actually also doofy at the same time. I've had Caroline yeah. Williams from, from Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. She was stretched, at, you know, the, the star of Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Uh, who else we have? I've had Lloyd Kaufman. Lloyd Kaufman is the guy who invented the Toxic Avenger, okay? And I've had the Toxic yes. Avenger himself, fucking Melvin. I had that poster forever. I love Toxic Avenger. Oh, my oh, yeah. God. So the good. Dude, the guy is so rad, man. We're like best friends now, man. The guy since we fucked up memes. He's like 900 years old. It's, it's, the guy's just awesome. Um, but uh, I've had the Toxic Avenger himself. The 98-pound weekly has been out. He's not 98 pounds now. He's a little bigger. But uh, he's a. But you know, I've had those guys out here. I've had you know, uh, Night of Demons, Mila Kincaid. I've had all just you know, just stars will pop in here left and right, um, or we have them at our conventions and all that stuff. Um, we're getting ready to bring in a, a whole new crop of them uh, uh, for December and all that stuff. We're going mainly all the winter stuff. So you're going to get your Silent Night, Deadly Night guys, or Jack Frost, you know. I mean, we're doing some major stars. Barbara Crampton, she was in Reanimator from Beyond, uh, Chopping Mall. So you, a lot of 80s. I'm old, so I like I, I gravitate to the old yeah. 80s people, Fuck you know. Yeah. Golden Era Horror and, uh, and you know, and and they come out. They make some fucking fun money. They they, they give great fan service, you know, because we don't, we don't do a celeb con where we put 20, 30 celebs out and you're fucking broke by the time you see the second one. We only bring about seven. And then they're the center of attention. But then the rest is photo ops and just fun stuff to do, and it's a it's a great time, man. It's a good time, and I, I, life's too short not to have a good time, man. I don't get paid enough, right, to, to be fucking. Yeah. <laughs> so it's uh so we're having fun doing it, man. And uh, you know, and uh, I, I I recommend anybody you're in the Phoenix area, you got to swing by. It, it's it's definitely worth your time, man. One hundred percent. What uh, you're looking into the ether, man. Looking forward, dude. Like, what do you see yourself doing with this? Like, growing it bigger, growing it to different <laughs> states. Like, what's yeah. what's what's the big apple that you're uh, you're you're aiming to grab next? So, I mean, you know, I kind of had a plan. We went into this um, myself and my wife, man. We're like, all right, five years, we won't be able to do a large convention. Well, we're at year two, and we're already done that, right? We're already past that that point. So, um, so our, our timeline has moved up. Um, yes. This, this store, our business model um, could thrive in every major metropolis, basically, where everybody has an Etsy store, everybody's an artist, everybody has collections. I mean, that's what it's built out of, right? You just got to have someone there to curate it, make it look creepy, make it fun, make an experience, you know, when they, people come in. But, um, you know, dude, I... <laughs> I want a movie. I want to make a movie. I want to make a fucking yes. horror movie. I want to go yes. old school, fucking 80s slasher, you know, the three Bs, man. Boobs, blood, and bad acting. I want that shit, and I want Terror Trader's name on top of it. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, on this, on this, you have two guys that are all all, all about it, bro. Hell yeah. Like, 100%. I don't give a, I give, I'll, I'll be a fucking retard in a wheelchair. I love it. out of my neck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, like, yeah, sucks. I was raised in... You know, you're a little bit older, but like my dad, we'd go back in the fucking back room and smoke a joint. He'd hand me the remote at like age yeah. five. He's like sitting up <laughs> on this entertainment center. The TV, the remote's like that big. I got a G.I. Joe blanket, literally blue G.I. Joe blanket. Yeah. And the first horror movie I saw in like 86 was Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. And, or, yeah or the return of the Night of the Living Dead when the hot redhead chick was smoking. Oh, yeah. On the, on the 
Great Return story. of Living Dead. Yeah, uh, Linnea Return. Quigley. Actually, I've she's been in my store. Um, fuck, yeah. she, she oh, is we, amazing, man. Yeah, I so love dude, that part. Jason and I were talking about that like a couple months ago. Like, looked her up online to see how she's doing. It's like that part where she like comes yeah. up out of the freaking mud and everything. It's just to me like when I was growing up, that was just such an iconic scene for horror oh, and just right. sex. It was amazing. It, she and she is such a trooper. We 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 text back and forth almost you know once a week and all that stuff. I never forget. I'm like when she was home in the airport. I'm like I gotta go pick her up. All right, this Linnea was she was my scream queen, right? You know, I mean she was in everything. Yeah. Night of the Demons, Return of the Living Dead. I mean she was like she gets naked at a drop of a dime. No one cares. But you're an '80s kid. This is like whoo, right? This is amazing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I go. I never forget. I go pick her up. And the first thing she does, she opens. I open the door, and she's like, "Nice truck," and that voice. And I'm like, "Linnea, let me tell you something. You cannot do this to me, okay?" I go, "I go, I, you can't." I go, "You gotta be mean to me. You gotta like, act me like I'm nobody because you're nice to me. This is not gonna work for me, all right? Because I'm in love with you." <laughs> so she is such a sweetheart, man. She is so cool. Um, and she came out here, and we fucking partied, man. She is such a good person. She's coming back out again, man. And uh, and she's just like. She's the one who just she'll spend 20, 30 minutes with someone that's paying for an autograph. So you're not just getting a signature and get the fuck out of here. She'll hang out with you. She'll know she'll know more about you than your mother does when you get done with it. And it's just, you know, she she knows how to work the that's fans. Awesome. And that's why she's been successful forever. And she's just a really cool person, man. And that's the horror field is filled with a lot of these people like this, man. There's I'm meeting all these stars that, you know, all they're really hanging on to right now is conventions and signings and and which by the way good you know you got it you did your you did your time you did your time in the 80s you know uh not getting paid shit so now make some yep. money off your autographs and all that stuff but they're all 99 percent of them are just rad they're just like they're just like me and you they're so fun and they just want to be uh they're like holding on that little bit of a limelight but they're not too egocentrical you know they're just like hey man no we're one of you guys but fuck let's have some fun you know and they'll come dressed up in their outfits and shit like that and it's like this is rad so yeah i love it man it's a good time <laughs> That's fucking That's awesome. rad, dude. Dude, <laughs> I I really hope you pull off the horror film thing, man. We will. Uh, we're here to support you in any way we can with that. Thank you. Thank you. And yeah, I mean, is there, there anything else? Well, we, we're going to end this in a good way, man. So we yeah. do this with most of our, our, our vet guys. Like, if you could go back into your career and like think of like some crazy back in the middle of the day, like something fucking crazy you witnessed, dude. I don't know. I, like some dude like sleeping with a bum. Yeah. Like, fi final good story. Final good, hilarious. And Barrett could be self-deprecating, man. Like something hilarious. <clears throat> I, um, <laughs> I fucking, I was, I was crossing the border illegally before it was cool. Let me throw that out there. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so it was, <laughs> or whatever. I, that was, I don't know the lines. But, um, I never forget. Tijuana used to be my fucking hangout, right? But I don't think a lot of even go to Tijuana. But early 90s, 91, 92, you could, every weekend, it was like, fuck San Diego, we're going straight to Tijuana, right? And I would just get lost down on Revolution Street down there for fucking, you know, every weekend. I never forget, man, I turned one on bad, man. Really bad down there. I got, I got, uh, well, that's how I got the name El Suoro, by the way, and that one thing. Well, one of them, I, I got kicked out of a, um, out of a, a place called Bambi's. It was a, it was a, I mean, my wife's probably right on the corner, but whatever, she knows the story. It was a whorehouse, right? <laughs> and uh, all my boys went up there 
And uh, it was one second floor, completely dark, right? And everybody's just, you know, you go up there, you lay on the couch, and then someone comes up, and then action happens. You give them the money and go, oh, I didn't know fucking money. I didn't know what was going on. I'm from West Virginia. What the fuck do I know? So I'm upstairs in Bambi's, and I'm looking at all my boys, and man, my boy, everybody's having fun, right? And every once in a while, the bathroom door crack open, and you get to see what's going on. You're like, oh, shit, there's like 20 people here getting some, right? Finally, this girl comes up to me, and she starts, you know, kind of working her magic. And I'm like, and she goes, you know, whatever, 20 bucks, 10 bucks. I'm like, I ain't got no fucking money, right? She runs off. I'm like, hey, whatever. I'm just going to watch my friends here. Hey, that's the, you know, I'm watching everybody else get laid. You know, I'm like, well, I'll just take care of myself here. So I'm sitting, and this is gross, but I don't give a fuck. Um, I'm old. I don't care. So I, um, I start, you know, self, uh, you know what I'm doing. You know, having fun, right? <laughs> <laughs> Next thing you know, fucking flashlights in my face. And I'm like, oh, and there's some guy, a big dude, just grabs me. My pants are down around my knees, throws me down the stairs. I roll down the fucking stairs, fucking ass out, cock out, everything. People at the bar just look over and just turn back. They don't even look. The dude drags me out. I'm at the point now where I'm so drunk, I can't even stand up, right? I'm like, I'm laying on the fucking, I'm in the gutter in Tijuana. And this guy, the same guy dragged me out, standing there. And he comes out and he grabs my wallet out of my pocket, right? And I was like, Fuck, oh. I'm, getting, I'm like, I'm getting rolled too. This is, you know, I'm, I'm, I couldn't even lift up my hand. And he looks, at, he looks at my license and he's like, he said El Swaro. He goes, El Swaro. And he puts it back in my pocket and he sits me up against a light post until my buddies come out. He actually watched over me. And I was like, that's fucking rad, dude. Thank you, right? But I got that nickname. Yeah. Anyway, but that's not the story. The story was the weekend after that, because I didn't learn my fucking lesson. I went down, same thing, hammered. I'm on the second floor of some bar. I take this giant ashtray. Cause I was mad about something. I don't remember. Somebody turned me down. I, I take this and I throw it over to the second floor outside into uh, the street. Man, I got good aim because I hit this lady and fucking destroyed her. Knocked her cold face down on the ground. She's laying in a pool of blood out in the corner. I'm like, oh shit. Federales are there, dude. They fucking swarm up the stairs. I'm doing park put the parkour over the fucking edge running out of this thing i run and dude i crossed the fucking border i couldn't go back through the border because i thought i didn't know what to think i thought they were gonna be after me i thought you know i, I didn't know i could just give them 20 bucks and walk away and uh i fucking i crossed over man down by ocean or um imperial beach and shit dude crazy they fucking met my friends at a fucking uh hotel like like, about, like an illegal you literally crossed illegally through a like a crossing it was easy. like a swamp it was fucking easy i don't just know, jump in with a line of people no, it was by myself. I just found my own way. I don't know if I was in the right spot, but next thing I know, I saw like a red roof in and fucking, this was before cell phones, but I knew, I mean, it was about, it was a two to three hour process. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't like I just did this, but I was like, you know, I was in shape. I was drunk. I was scared for my life. I was going to be in a Tijuana jail. Through yeah. the bushes, literally jumping fences to get into America. And Back into America. I'm a fucking American. What the hell? <laughs> good time. So yeah, that was, that was a good old days, man. But uh, that was like a, I guess a military story, but not in a non-military way. But yeah, I I got tons no, that of is, that is that is El Swaro. I mean, I've heard the nickname El yeah. Swaro with you for twenty. That's what years, it came. Man. That's I, what it came from, man. That's a. That's, <laughs> get I've, never, I've, I've never asked you where that came from. That's fucking badass. <laughs> that's it, baby. That's it. <laughs> oh shit! Well, fuck yeah, man. Well, All thanks right, for man. coming on the fucking. Yeah, thank you guys. Uh, we know you got to get rolling soon. We appreciate yeah. your time, and this is this has been awesome. I, I love the stuff that you do, and 100%. I'm literally going to go downstairs right after this and put this on my calendar and tell my wife we need to get out there for that event because I love yeah. horror stuff, and I'm just going to drag her with me and make her go. Br so. Bring it, man. We'll take care of it, dude. You guys will have a blast. I promise you it'll be a fucking blast. You'll have a good time. And, and Jay, you too, man. I know you're out there in fucking east coast man uh come on out come on out man come say yeah, hi I need, come, I need, say I hi come back man so for our <laughs> listeners out there how do they find you brother what are your socials brother e easy day man it's just um, i'm at terror trader on everything right so instagram 
Instagrams, Facebook. I got I was on TikTok. I got kicked off three times. I guess you can't put like gore and shit on TikTok. I can go twerk and fucking, you know, and eat fucking Tide Pods, but I can't fucking throw a severed head on there. What's what's this world coming to? Uh, but I, I I got my third account. It's like Terror Trader AZ, but whatever, man. But yeah, Instagram is where I'm, I'm really active on. You can DM me. I'm pretty much the guy that runs that thing. And uh, if you ever need to get a hold of me or... You know, if you're like uh, an old baby's mama, I don't fucking know you. So, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's happened, by the way. I got a story about that, but I'll tell you on there. I got to open my store. But yeah, that's a man. That was, oh, that was, I was, I had a Maury Povich moment, man. That was fun. Uh, military. God bless you. I got a military discount on DNA test. So, that was cool. Um, so, yeah. So, hit me up on any of that. Um, go to our website. Uh, but I, you know, territory.com. But you guys like horror, you're into it a little bit. Um, fucking so am i so come on and hang out with me uh hit me up anytime and all that stuff man and guys i think thanks thanks for having me on man i had a blast i had two hours yeah, man this cool. is great man i could if you need me on for any, if you need comic relief anywhere just give me i'll, I'll jump on any other time man i i got stories for fucking days <laughs> fuck yeah brother well thanks again thanks for coming on man and we'll uh we'll talk to you soon thanks guys later thank you thank you very much This has been Savage Actual. Jason and Patrick are two former special operations guys who interview interesting guests, who talk about video games, airsoft, and military subjects. Basically, they drink a lot of beer, talk about shooter games, and have fun. What's not to love? We hope you've enjoyed the show. If you did, make sure to like, rate, and review. And the fellas will be back soon. But in the meantime... Find them on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Savage Actual. Y'all be cool, and we'll see you next time.